0: Welcome to the Launch Your Live podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with daily top-level live video tips, tricks, and strategies to not only help you start, but also excel at live streaming. Here are your hosts, Christian Karashevitz and Jim Fuse.
1: Welcome, everyone, to episode, what is this, 38 of the Launch Your Life podcast. This is the interview series where we bring on experts. And maybe I don't want to say experts, actually. We bring on professionals in live streaming. And, you know, today we've got a great guest, but just want to say this first. And it's the fact that, you know, according to mainstream media, Chicago, one of the most often overlooked details on a live stream is the most important part. And it's not video. Isn't that right, Jim? That's right. It's the audio. Yeah, and, you know, an audience, they will stay with you through buffering, frame drops, low-resolution video feeds. You know, they might not even be able to see who they're actually watching on a stream. But, hey, if that audio is good, they will continue And listen, you know, but at the same time, like, hey, if that audio drops out, your audience, they're out of there, you know, and it's a very interesting thing. I don't really understand, you know, why people will sit through the video part, for example, and, you know, just, I mean, I I guess it's because they can at least hear it, you know, Um, but, um, you know, I think this is a really important topic. And so today uh, we're going to be talking with Mark. Mulberger, and we're going to be talking with him about how to pick the right microphone for live streaming. I know when we talk microphones a lot of people they think, "Oh, hey, I'm going to get, I'm going to spend $20 on a microphone, for example, or they're going to use, you know, and by the way, the headphones from your smartphones, they're they're okay to use if you're kind of in a pinch, but you do want to make the investment in a microphone. And there are lots of options to choose from actually. And I know it can be confusing. I mean, there's condenser mics and there's omnidirectional mics and you know, there's all these different patterns you need to know about. And a lot of people really want that plug and play option. So what we're gonna do on this week's episode is we're gonna talk with Mark, learn how he got started in live streaming and discuss how you can pick the right microphone when you are live streaming. So let's go and bring on Mark. Mark, it's fantastic having you join us for episode 38 of the Launch Your Live podcast. So I want to tell people maybe a little bit about yourself, like who you are, and then let's just talk about what got you started with live streaming.
2: Well, thank you so much for having me here on the show. And um, so uh, my name is Mark Muhlberger and um, I'm from Austria. And uh, I started with live streaming, well, it's actually... Because I'm, uh, I do like online courses and stuff like that. So actually, I'm always behind the camera. So I was never in front of the camera my whole life, and I was always scared of being in front of the camera. It was like, you know, it's it's scary actually. It's like talking on stage. A lot of people are scared of talking on stage. So I'm a photographer and a videographer, and I like um, take pictures of people and uh, film people. And I'm more like behind the camera. I'm like hiding behind the camera. And so one point in my life, I thought like, hey. I gotta get in front of the camera. I really gotta do that, especially if you wanna grow your audience and if you wanna, if you like, uh, want to reach people and want to share your message. It's like really important to like um, show your personality in front of the camera. So that's how I got started. Actually, it was all um, actually was a bet with my wife and. Um, we made a bet. Like, I gotta, I gotta make this amount of money um, because I was doing my offline job and I was drawing people at weddings, making taking pictures and doing films and stuff like that. But because a lot of things happened, it was like I gotta, I gotta switch to, to online.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: gotta, I gotta make like an income that is scalable. I gotta, I gotta like reach more people. I gotta be, like, like because of this, this, this year because COVID happened. It's like you gotta do something that you. So you can, like, get some money, and like, uh, when 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 your your business shuts down, your offline business, yeah. So that's that's actually how it all started up.
3: That's really cool. I mean, so so many people do have that that fear mark of, going from behind the camera to being in front. So you know, so kudos to you for, for for overcoming that fear. And of course, you know, I think we still always have that little bit of fear. But I also think it's like it's it's the real us right when we're in front of a camera it's like you could probably talk to people all day without a camera being there and it's like so it's just just got to remember that now you're on film um so mark you know let's let's kind of start digging into these these questions so the first one would be um why do you think uh audio is important for live video and um really wouldn't some people think that video is more important as opposed to
2: audio yeah, well, so if you're watching a YouTube video and uh, the video um, is great but the audio is bad, you're more likely to like uh, stop the YouTube video and um, go to the next YouTube video. And if you're watching a YouTube video where like the audio is bad, but uh, the the video is bad, but the audio is like really good and he has like a soothing voice or like and, and giving a lot of tips and contents and a lot of value, you'll probably stay on more. Even though the video is bad, and nowadays, a lot of people they like listen uh, while they're like uh, doing their groceries or like cooking, and so don't they don't really watch the video. So I guess like the audio is actually the the main thing you um, really need to concentrate on to like um, get people staying on your on your on your videos. That's a really good point, you know and I find
1: it interesting as well, you know when you just mentioned that, one thing that just immediately popped into my head is that, on iOS 14, for example, if somebody's on an iPhone, uh, they can now start a YouTube video, and in some cases, they can actually, you know, just throw that phone in their pocket and continue listening. And instead of having to, you know, be glued to the video portion. Now, I know people are going to probably say, "Well, hey, then why should I actually make all these videos?" Again, okay, I mean, you want to make sure you're hitting your audio your audience where they're at. For example, I know when we do our show, Gem. I mean, we do these unique launch your live interview series. And those are, you know, a podcast episode. So it's audio. And we also have the video aspect as well that goes out on the channel, you know, because some topics they're best where, you know, you get to actually meet the person and learn a little more about them. Um, So I think that is, you know, it's a really good point you just made, Mark. So, okay, as far as microphones go, I mean, there's a lot of types of microphones. I know I alluded to some of these, or at least the different types when I was just talking at the beginning, but can you talk about... The different types of microphones. For example, I know there's condenser mics and omnidirectional and things like that. But can you talk about maybe the different mics so that our viewers and our listeners can understand there is a difference between a microphone?
2: Sure. Um, well, there are like two main types of microphones we use when we're like making videos and um, talking. And those are condenser microphones and they're dynamic microphones. And at the moment I'm using a condenser microphone that's a film mic I use uh, for my making my movies and stuff. And it's out of the screen so it's not that near to my face, right? And um, you're using the Shure SM7B which is a dynamic microphone which you have to keep like fairly near you to mm-hmm. you, and um, so that's one of the difference between condenser and um, dynamic mics is that like the um, dynamic mic you have to probably keep it a lot nearer to you, and the condenser mic you keep keep it a little bit out of, outside of the screen, and uh, both of them are like um, the uh, they have the, like the same cardioid uh, polar pattern, mm-hmm. so which means it's like it picks up sound from like the front, you know, like mostly the front side, like. It's shaped like a, a little um, heart shape. Mm-hmm. And um, so everything that's coming from the back or more to the side is not picked up all that much. So those are the cardioid microphones uh, from a polar pattern um, uh, characteristic are like the microphones that uh, I would use for like um, doing like this voice stuff and um, like in your courses or, or your videos. So I have a I have a. A Rode Procaster here too. It's, it's like the Shure SN7B and I can put it like on the screen yeah, sure. and with my, um, with my like device, my mixer, my mm-hmm. Rodecaster Pro, I can like switch to it. So let me just see if I can. you hear me now when I'm speaking through this microphone? Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. So, so this microphone's like, um, like a dynamic microphone, which means it does not need to be, um, powered by the, by your, um, audio interface. Um, but it does have, uh, It doesn't have that much power itself you know like you have to like um raise the volume a lot so what i do to compensate that is i get um, an inline preamp which is an amplifier that comes between your microphone and your your um preamp or your audio interface and what i use here is the um cloud lifter and there's also the triton audio fathead which you can use too and the main difference is the cloud lifter costs double as much um but and the FET head the FET head only needs like one cable. You can plug it directly at the back of your mic or to your outer interface and you only need one cable, the cloud lister you need two. So those are like the two different um, main ones like uh, we mostly use when using dynamic microphones to just to just um, give it a little more power, more gain. So you don't have to like um, pull the levels up all that much on your audio interface, which could cause um, like uh, noise because it's like um um it's multiplying the, the the noise that's inside the the electronics, so that's just a quick tip on dynamic microphones. There's also preamps, inline preamps for condenser microphones that Triton try Audio makes. I just ordered one, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be trying out uh, that one next week to see like if I can um, stick it into my con- my condenser microphone. The condenser microphone I'm using is the um, Rode NTG3. It's, um, it's a shotgun mic used in film sets, and um, it's pretty cool. But they all, we, it, it's about six hundred dollars, so or euros. Well, there's a cheaper one, and the cheaper one is about um, eighty euros, and uh, or like something like hundred dollars. And that's the Rode M3. It's a pretty cool microphone. It looks uh, very similar. It's um, you can't see it here because you're probably listening to the podcast. But those are li- they're looking at the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Um, Can see this uh, microphone over here and it's very very similar and sounds almost the same So if you're considering getting one you can get one of those
3: now mark is that is that the type of microphone? Like maybe you could put it like say above your Monitor screen if you're doing a live stream and it'll it'll be able to catch your voice without having like I have the you know Samson QTU for those watching right now and that's as you said that's right next to me so that the audio can be heard but that one you just uh, showed and are talking about is that one that we could put like out of sight, but it'll pick up our voice.
2: Um, yes, it is, and it. Uh, but it always depends on like what direction you're pointing it at. So. If you're like in a noisy environment and there's a lot of things going on in your background, a lot of people make the mistake that are pointing it directly at you from the camera perspective and then also picking up the background noise at the back of you. So what we do in film is actually we we um, like hold it um, at the bottom or the top right outside the frame and it's pointing at you, but at an, at an angle from the top or from the bottom. So that way you don't get the noise at the back. the back of you. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people like put it on their camera. So what you could do is like what both of you are doing, just bring the mic nearer to you. And that way you won't have to like um, higher the volume all that much. And it also gets rid of background noise. So that's like uh, one tip I could um, give everybody. Um, It doesn't really matter what kind of mic you have. If you bring it nearer to you, nearer towards you, Mm -hmm. you'll get rid of a lot of background noise that way.
1: Fantastic. By the way, can you... Or was
2: that the... Yeah, uh, sorry.
1: Gonna, can you switch back to your other microphone you were using, the first one? Sure. Perfect.
2: Okay, so this is a condenser microphone, mm-hmm. and um, I could actually switch to, if you want to, I could switch to the $80 microphone so you can hear the difference.
1: Uh, yeah, sure, that's fine. Yeah, I was getting some feedback, actually, on the other one, so yeah, that's fine.
2: Oh, okay, sorry. Um, okay, let's just uh, go here to audio. Um, Wait a minute. Sorry. Can you hear me on this one?
3: Yes. Yes. yes.
2: Okay, so this is the um, this is the M three from Rode, and it's connected to uh, an audio interface called the Behringer. It's um, like the Rodecaster Pro, the one I used before, but it's a lot lot cheaper, and it costs about fifty to um, eighty dollars. Uh, I, I paid I paid fifty euros for that one. And it's pretty small, so you can like uh, plug it into USB. It's very limited on features, but it's, uh, it has phantom power, which means it powers your condenser mics. All condenser mics need phantom power. Some have batteries, like the M3 you can like put inside, or you can just power it through your audio interface. So this is like the M3. It's uh, the cheap microphone that sounds very similar to the other one. And there are also USB microphones. Should we get into that, too?
3: Yeah, I think that's good for people to understand the difference between the USB and uh, XLR microphones.
2: Okay, just a quick test. Can you hear me now when I'm speaking through the USB microphone? Mm Yes. Yes. Okay, so this microphone is plugged in directly to USB. It's a microphone I got today actually from the company Marantz. And I I know Marantz from before Mm -hmm. They make like high end uh, stereo uh, stuff for at home, Mm -hmm. home studio stuff. And um, so I was pretty excited to get like a microphone for them. And this is a microphone that costs only about, um, it's 60 euros. So it's about uh, $70. And it's actually not that bad if I, if I don't speak directly into it. So um, it's a cool microphone for um, a little less uh, money. And it sounds um, pretty good, but I have to keep it near my face, so near to my mouth. So this is like, if you can see this, this is like um, where I'm holding it. And I got to be careful. I have to talk into the microphone, but I'm not allowed to breathe into the microphone because that could cause like this um, plosives. And what a lot of people do, they have like this, um, they have like, a pop filter, which they put in front of the microphone. Mm-hmm. So if you're like breathing into the microphone, uh, I could do that now which just a minute. so now at the moment I'm breathing into my microphone, you can probably hear less plosives coming up, the P noises and B noises sound a little weird. So if right. I don't talk to my microphone like this, and I'm talking like just um, at an angle where I'm not breathing, into it, then it sounds a lot better. So that's another tip I could give, like don't talk directly into your microphone or use a pop filter.
1: I will say this. I mean, I noticed, I, I would say from you switching the microphones, I can hear the difference between all of these. I mean, you know, you go to like the first one you had sounded fantastic. I know when you switch the USB one, I know uh, Marantz makes fantastic uh, home theater and, you know, stereo equipment. Um, I, I could notice the difference in just the sound of your voice. You could start to hear certain sounds outside of your voice um, with the USB model, for example, uh, but. I mean, again, you know, this is like, there's lots of options. So I guess one question I have on microphones. So you mentioned some of these, you know, I think you said what, one of these was like $600 or I think it was 600 euros. You know, I know the Shure SM7B is about $400. Uh, Jim, I, how much is your mic? I think that's what, 100, 150 or something around that? I uh, know it's a Samson. You can get the Samson for about uh, 80 bucks. Say about $80, you know, and then I know there, you know, there are mics that are, Like people, a lot of people go and say like, hey, I'm going to get a Blue Yeti or something like that. When, like, I guess when somebody's picking a microphone, I mean, what's the right price point to start at? Because for example, if I'm not using, like while I would say, hey, throw all the money you can at the audio, you don't want to also make that big investment if it's something that you haven't really kind of gotten off the ground and going. You know, it's great to have all the equipment, but you need to also understand how it all kind of works. But can you maybe kind of advise if somebody wanted to get started, what kind of microphone might they work with? What might an intermediate person work with and what might an advanced person work with?
2: Sure, um, I can go through the different budgets and the different um, price sure. points. So um, if you're just getting started, you gotta think about, um, are you using the microphone alone or you wanna get somebody as a guest on there? Because most USB microphones don't allow it to, they, they come, come into like issues when you like connect more than one USB microphone. I also don't have the ability to connect an audio interface uh, between the the microphone and the computer. Some do come with software where you can like change stuff and add an equalizer, which changes your voice, right? And um, so I always suggest like for um, the long run, I suggest getting a a good um, XLR microphone, which is the connection type. USBs connect directly to USB and XLRs connect to um, actually an audio interface. So I suggest like one of those and they're not they're not that expensive. Some some USB microphones are a lot more expensive than the XLR microphones. If you take the Blue Yeti, it's like 140 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or or more. And um and you get the if you get the pod mic from Rode, that's like a hundred dollars. Uh it's an it's a dynamic microphone mm-hmm. for hundred dollars, which is actually um pretty similar to the Shure, but it's not it's not that good um and then there's also the rode m3 which we tested before which is a Mm -hmm. condenser mic for 80 dollars so that's like the starter kit and um those were like the microphones i start out with and if you're on the go um you could get like the Marantz. it's the um i think it's the i think it's called mqm mqm 1000u i'm not i'm not really sure uh but it's 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 pretty good. It's a pretty good microphone. I tested it today. I was pretty um pretty astonished that's uh, it was that good. <laughs> but you have to keep it yeah. near to you, you know. So that's like the the cheap side of everything. So and then we're going to the mid range, and it also depends on, like what you're doing. If you're if you're walking around a lot and you want to like pick up your voice while you're walking around, there are some solutions to that, like getting the Rode Wireless Go, which is actually a small a small square like. Um, Wireless set, which you, where you could um, connect a microphone to it, but you also could um, use it alone as a standalone device because there's a microphone built in. So um, I like I like the wireless set a lot because it's um, it's very very small. You can add it to your um, camera too, but don't connect it directly to your camera because the um, the internals of the camera, the audio, um, the preamps in the camera are usually very bad unless you have like a dedicated like a film camera that costs a little more with XLR inputs. But the usual mm-hmm. DSLRs and 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 the, the mirrorless cameras or system cameras we, we have nowadays aren't that good from the um, preamp side of things. So that's the mid-budget. It's like more the, the Rode mode um, wireless go if you're on the go. Or you could get like the Rode Procast, which is about 180. Um, that's very similar to the Shure SM7B. It's, it's a fairly good mic. Um, it has a built-in pop filter, but it's not that good. The built-in pop filter is not that good, so you need an extra one too. And you'll have to, like, connect it to an inline preamp to, like, um, boost the the signal a bit. And then in the mid-range, there's also, I would say, um, it's also the Shure SM7Bs, actually. It's more like the mid to high range. And this is, like, a microphone that's been there for decades. It's, like, one of the um, classic uh, microphones a lot lot of people and singers are using. So it, it really picks up a lot of your voice, which um, other cheap microphones do not do. So if you're like really like this audio guy and you're like listening to like every nuance of your voice, it's always good to have a microphone that's like really, really um, um, picking up everything, right? And of course it gets like more expensive the, the higher up you go, but a good audio interface is not that bad either. So the Rodecaster Pro is like the one I use and it's, um, it has really, really great quality um, preamps and, uh, and all those stuff.
1: Great stuff. Fantastic. So um, as far as uh, microphones, so can you just recap that real quick? I mean, so beginner, what would be the beginner one? You, if you had to say, hey, this is the one I would get if I'm beginning, it's exactly this, the intermediate
2: and the advanced real quick. Yeah. So if you're beginning and you just want, because it's very, a very cheap mic, you can, you can go like with the, the Marant. Um, oops. Oops. It's an MPM-1000U. So that's like um, a USB microphone. You can always upgrade to an XLR microphone later on because this, this microphone is really, really cheap. And you can, it fits in your, in your bag. Yeah. If you like a little bag, you can like put it plug it in there. And it has an, a USB cable. Mm-hmm. I'm not really such a fan of uh, USB mics, but that's a, a tiny microphone. It's about as, as big as my hand. And it's, um, you can fit oh, it wow, into your... Small. I thought it was bigger because the pictures look a lot bigger. But <laughs> it's, it's it's a real tiny microphone. So that's what I would choose. And you have to get like a stand to go with it. Okay. There's um, a mount that comes yeah. with it with a 3-8 to 5-8 um, uh, tread. But uh, you can like plug it, put it into um, an $18, $22 like, desk stand from Rode, the DS1 if you want to. So that's like a desk stand. You can, like, you can screw apart and you can like put that in your bag too. It's weighted too. So that's like the, the first mic I would buy when I'm get when i starting out. And okay. if you want to go like uh, have more control over the microphone, you can get an audio interface like the um, Behringer or the, um, the Scarlett. So the Behringer is like $50. And you can get it from uh, $40 upwards and you can get the Rode M3. Uh, this is the mic I, I recommend or the Pod mic. But you'll need um, like a little um, inline preamp to to like boost the signal a little bit so that's like the beginner the beginner microphones i get and if you are moving around a lot then um get the Rode wireless go it's it's a fairly good mic and it's uh very cheap it's like 190 to 200 uh dollars something like that and um it comes with everything you need actually and you can clip it to your clothes you can uh, put it on your camera and like um plug it in there Mm -hmm. and if you want to plug it into your phone um you got to get uh a tr S to a TRRS um, adapter, mm-hmm. like it's it's actually like the 3.5 okay. millimeter um, connector, because the phones only get the, use those three TRRS connectors with three rings. Uh, TRRS has three rings, TRS has two rings, so that's something to keep in mind. So that's that's like the starter the starter budget, and then when you go Got up it. to Perfect. mid and high, it's okay. like the others, the um, the Shure SM7B, the Rode Procaster, and like the mic I have, the Rode NTG3
1: perfect and then obviously for the audio interface for something like that you may want the uh the roadcaster pro maybe um i know zoom has a a product as well not zoom the uh, video company by the way for people that are listening or watching there's there are two zoom companies there's one that makes uh, audio equipment and there's another one that, that does uh online meetings so just be uh be careful about that actually uh, so, so yeah, the Rodecaster Pro. Yeah, there's also the uh, yeah the Zoom. I think what model is that actually?
2: I think that's the H6. That's the H6. Uh, so I yeah. used this a long time. I was very happy with it, but it um, cannot compete with the internals like the XLRs. Uh, the um, it's not as good as the Rodecaster Pro. So yep. I tend not to use it all that much. But there's a new one that came out. It looks like a spider. Mm-hmm. It's the um, H8. <laughs> Gotta take a look at that one. So. Yeah, Zoom makes a great quality audio interface. Yeah, fantastic. And
1: and the one you have there, for example, the one you just held up, the H6, I think I've got that like H4, H5, I think. But yeah, so like... Yeah, there's an H4. The great thing about that is, you know, you plug in XLR. So those are XLR microphones that can plug into that. And I know on the top, there's a mic. um, You know, and remember, I mean, those are really good. For example, if I go to a concert and I want to capture crowd noise, I want to capture you know all of just the ambiance. that device there is a fantastic device for that but as you mentioned yeah the roadcaster pro or you know a, a, an audio a, an audio interface an actual i'm not say they're not a real audio interface but one that is designed for the type of you know uh, recording you're going to be doing that's what you really need to focus on uh so okay so fantastic so we got the great options there now uh, i think we have just a couple more questions right for him jim uh, so yeah, yeah. So so Merck, uh can you share three
3: situations and uh, the type of microphone you'd want to use in those situations? Like yeah. uh, as an example, maybe an interview, or if you're you know playing musical instruments, you know if you're maybe creating an, an- online course. What are kind of what are the different type of microphones that you'd want to use in those different uh, scenarios?
2: Sure. Um, so if you don't have, uh, much of a budget, but you want to make an interview with two people and you're uh, like on location, then I'd use like something like, uh, either two pod mics, uh, to separate microphones and not, not like one microphone. A lot of people are using the blue Yeti and they're putting it in the middle and then they're turning it to the, like the, um, (laughs) <laughs> the, the, uh, either the omnidirectional or the, the bidirectional polar pattern. And it's like so far away from the people that it's picking up so much room noise and reverb and it's making your voice so tiny. That's like, um, it's, it's not a good idea, right? So um, I wouldn't use that. I would use two separate microphones that you can keep fairly near to the people. Um, like um, it doesn't matter if you're like talking into it. It's, 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 a, it's okay too. Or you can put lav mics on them. I can like um, switch to a lav mic now. So, um, can you hear me when I'm when I'm talking to this microphone? Yes. Okay. So this is a lavalier microphone. I have it on my shirt, and um, it's like a. The lavalier microphones aren't that expensive. They're like uh, forty dollars to like um, something like that. And uh, this one, I'm connect- I've connected to the Rode Link, which is an audio a wireless uh, uh, transmitter and receiver. And this is like one used for film sets, but it works really well for everything else. And it has really good quality. So you can like put lav mics on each of the the um, interview uh, interviewees. I think it's called interviewees, right? Yeah. Or what I would do if uh, if you have like a little more budget, I'd use uh, two shotgun mics, which is the uh, like the Rode NTG tree I have, and like um, put it. a little bit outside the frame, but um, aim it at the people. You can also put it underneath the desk, uh, as long as they don't like stomp their feet or something like that, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you can put like a little bit outside of the frame and like aim it at the, at the at the at their faces, you know. So you could do that, and that's like more for if you have a little more of a budget. And then you just put it all into like a mixture. And the Worldcaster Pro is amazing because it like um um it records the channels separately since the uh, update last year. So you can like um always tweak like if somebody's like too um not loud enough, you can like tweak that later on. But it's always good to get get good headsets to um listen to that on set, and I I, um, I highly recommend the um, Biodynamic DT seven seventy, which are pretty cool headsets. I have that I had them like a uh, wow, really long time, and um, so they're, they're pretty good. And it costs about one hundred twenty euros, so they're pretty cheap. It's good for monitoring audio.
1: What's that model again? Set.
2: The Biodynamic what? Biodynamic DT seven seventy, Pro. Yeah, so that's like the. Um, a uh, good good micro good um, earphones for monitoring. There are different kinds, like like open ones and closed ones. You know, like sort of uh, always depends on like what you want to hear. Want to me- hear more of the uh, overall environment, or if you don't want to hear that at all and just the audio itself. So like so, just to sum it up, um, if you go on like don't have that much of a budget, just um, get two pod mics because they're pretty cheap. They're um, specially made for podcasting, but you got to keep them pretty near mm-hmm. and um, aim it at the person uh, talking. So there's, like one to the left and one to the right, and connect that to an audio interface that uh, accepts like two um, okay. inputs. And I would say please do invest in a Rodecaster Pro or something that where you can like um, record the different tracks separately because you will have more. Um, yeah, you can you can like change the volume on each and every mm-hmm. individual track and like the uh, the the voice too. So that's like the cheap set um, or lav mics which cost forty euros, uh, a lot less than a pod mic that costs like hundred. Or um, like 100 dollars, right? You can um, put lav mics in each one of the um, people, and you can like um, connect that to either you like use a cable, but using a longer cable is not always a good idea. But you can also use the uh, Rode Wireless Go. Um, you can use that for those lav mics, and the XL, uh, XLR mics. If you uh, like the, podcast, uh, the podcasters or the procasters, uh sorry. PodMic, mic, um, you can actually get a Triton audio broadcast um, inline preamp, which is made to like um, for long, long, uh, what do you call that? When something like really far away. Uh,
1: audio runs. So, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So you can use like one of those and they're like, they, um, so they're good for that. Fantastic.
1: Okay, so that's the, you know, that's if somebody's going to do an interview. So now, and by the way, I like the point that you made about using a pair of microphones, for example, versus people trying to use one microphone and pick up, you know, multiple uh, people. I mean, again, it's about, and in your case, I mean, as you can see, you have, or people that can see in here that you have a number of different microphones. And it's almost like, uh, it's, like I'm, it's like if I'm a builder, for example, and I'm gonna build a house, I don't just have one hammer, for example, I have multiple hammers for different parts of the job. For example, if I need to hammer a nail, I have a certain hammer. If I want to hammer something else in uh, you know, there's like ball hammers, all sorts of things, depending on the task I'm doing. By the way, I don't know much about uh, hammers and tools and that kind of stuff, but uh, that is, you know, that's what I would compare that to. Just so you have different types of microphones for the situation. Don't try to, you know, use a hammer, for example, when you need a screwdriver, you know, for a job. It makes it easier and you get the results that you want versus, you know, oh, because as we mentioned at the beginning, I mean, you want to make sure your audio sounds the best that it possibly can. So make sure you make the right investment into, you know, the right equipment. Okay. So if somebody were going to, and and this comes up a lot, by the way, for live streaming, if somebody wanted to play music or sing, a lot of people think, well, hey, I'm just going to use the same microphone that I have. Just give give us a quick rundown. What kind of package would you set up there?
2: Yeah, so um, different microphones. Uh, you can use different microphones for different stuff, and um, they all they're all very very different. Um, on the Shure website, uh, Shure makes a lot of microphones that are built specifically for instruments. So, um, but mm-hmm. there's also uh, good microphones that are like a little all-rounders, like the um, AKG um, 414 uh, CH 414. You probably heard of that microphone. It's like okay. six to seven hundred mm-hmm. um, dollars, right, or more, and so. You gotta choose like the uh, this the specific environment too to like record this stuff. So it's not like recording everything and, like, in like in the in a room. You gotta like um, prepare the room, mm-hmm. prep the room for um, recording those stuff so you don't like pick up um, echo and stuff like that. So okay. actually, I would say mm-hmm. the the main thing you gotta think about is like to try and get the audio in um, when you're like recording the audio the best uh, possible audio without without the need to like um, fix it later in post production like you know what i mean so what the first thing i do before you choose like a mic is like uh to to like uh choose a room and prep the room and then uh choose like the mic accordingly based on like what instrument you're using so i can't uh, give you a tip on what instrument you can use in that because it always depends and um so i'd really um like like you can like go to the shure website and you can like choose under the different categories which microphones they recommend for like um percussions and for for um all those Mm -hmm. like different um and it's, it also it also depends on, like, how you're mounting those stuff and the distance and all those, you know, that also makes a big difference. So I'd really um, just think of, like, what instrument are you using and uh, find a room that um, really, like... Um, brings out the best of that instrument sometimes you you want that um mm-hmm. like that 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 echo hall and reverb, like all going a- around like it also depends on like um finding the right room to like give you the best sound uh possible that fits to your to the um instrument you're using or if you're like um singing it also depends on like uh what what you want to get out of it right so sometimes you don't want to like uh, get rid of all that um the um reverb and and stuff
1: So one thing I want to add just real quick, and then we're going to move on to the next, um, we're going to move on to the next uh, situation real quick. And it's the fact that if you think about it, okay, so if somebody is going to be recording a hit record, for example, or they're just going to record an album, right, a musical album. So what will typically happen is people will, you know, they will prepare that room Specifically for the audio for example and they are only capturing the audio and then they're as you mentioned, you know They're mixing that in with other things So if the instrument for example has a certain feel you hear a lot of musicians do this They go to certain studios for example and record or they go to certain places and they don't just go there It's not just oh hey I'm going to this tropical location because of the environment they're necessarily going to the location because that's going to help them craft the sound that they want so you know, I I really like just the fact that you're highlighting, you know, picking the right a room and picking the right microphone based on the instrument. Again, it's going back to what we said earlier. You don't just want to use the same microphone for every single task. It's about having options based on what you're going to do. And that's going to come back to, you know, Jim, something you and I talk a lot about, which is strategy, having a live video strategy. You know, a lot of people don't have that strategy. They just go and get the equipment because somebody recommended it, You know they've recommended one microphone. And instead, they need to you know really think, okay, well, what am I actually gonna be building here? What's my main item? For example, if I'm gonna be doing a lot of, and let's get to the next item, for example, um, if I'm gonna be doing a lot of online courses, so an online course versus interview, two different situations there. Online course, I'm gonna be talking to a camera, for example, and a microphone, I'm not gonna necessarily be interviewing somebody, so, uh, you know, in that situation, I have a different microphone, for example, that I may want to use there. So speaking of that one, online courses, um, what type of setup would you recommend there? What, what type of microphone are we looking at?
2: Yeah, I definitely recommend the cardioid microphone from, uh, a polar pattern cardioid. Cardioid. because okay. that like, um, picks up like your voice uh, coming from directly from you, like, um, and removes like the background noise from the back and the sides, uh, you know? So that's the type of microphone I choose. Um, it doesn't really matter if it's like, um, a dynamic or a condenser microphone depending on like how much of the room noise you want to get rid of but it's usually like the distance to your to your mouth in comparison to the distance to the noise around you so what i suggest is point the side of the microphone that doesn't pick up noise towards the place that's the loudest in the room like um, sometimes my dishwasher is going because I, I'm doing my studios in our living room, which is the, our kitchen, actually. So when um, like we turn on the dishwasher and, uh, you know, you have to turn it on uh, once a day and I'm, I'm actually going live a lot. So um, I'll point the part of the microphone that doesn't pick up sound toward the dishwasher and I won't hear it. So that's like like one thing you can do and keep it very, very near to your mouth. So. So the microphone, it, it really it really depends, but the, it doesn't really matter if you like uh, which one you choose. You can always improve the sound on it. So I I'll choose the NTG3. This is like my favorite microphone for this stuff. And I have more. It's it's more forgiving when I move around with the with a dynamic microphone. I like have mm-hmm. to stay put, and I'm not allowed to like uh, move like uh, 10 centimeters away or or 20 centimeters away because it's a proximity effect. The nearer you are to the microphone, the more little movements matter. So uh, with the other mm-hmm. microphone, I can like um, I can move around a little bit more because this is a little bit far away and um, it's not like the um, the, the dynamic mic; it's a condenser.
1: And what's the cost of the Rode NTG three? Yeah,
2: it's uh, six hundred euros, so it's about um, maybe seven hundred, seven hundred to seven hundred fifty dollars. But it's uh, totally worth it. It's a very robust microphone, which is also weather sealed and temp; it's, so works in low temperatures. So if you're like in the Alps, like I am in the Austrian Alps, it's a good microphone
1: to use. <laughs> no, this this is no this is this is really good information. So okay, so that's about seven to seven fifty. Now, if somebody were just getting started, what would the what kind of microphone would you recommend? Because you know, Jim, you and I talk about this a lot. I mean, people want to create courses, and you know, a lot of people will tell them, oh, just get started, mm-hmm. right? They tell them, like, just get started, get started. And people use, you know, they might try to use that onboard mic on their computer. Yikes. Um, <laughs> onboard mics on computer, by the way, not very good. It, uh, you got a microphone, but it's it picks up everything. Uh, so if I were going to go with, like, maybe a, a nice beginner mic there, what would you recommend?
2: Yeah, so there's one thing I got to say about this. If you like the way you sound, you will go live more often. If you like the way you look, you'll go live more often. So get a microphone where you feel that you sound good. Great, great advice um, that's, that's like the, the, the that, that would, that's like the buying advice I'd say like if you're in a way to choose a microphone get, get a few of them, uh, bring them home and um, bring them home and test them out and see where you sound the best uh, you can't, uh, it's, it's hard to say because like, I got microphones that are like $60 that sound better than the other microphones they have that cost double as much Like the Miron um, the sounds a lot better than Blue Yeti, the Blue Yeti is like an all-in-one it does like everything and nothing really really good you know, so the mind is just focused on like one thing on that carotid polar pattern and it does that really well. So, yeah, so that's that's what I would say. Um, test it out and see what works best for your voice. Awesome.
3: And so, uh, Mark, a uh, final question for you today is what are some tips that you would give uh, someone regarding setting up your live stream studio?
2: Yeah, so. Like you said um, in the beginning, um, start with audio, right? So find a room that, first look for a room that's quiet. So that's the first thing. And then um, take a look at the angles of the room. Like don't talk against the wall because that'll bounce back at the microphones. Like set it up so they're like, um, not directly talking to the room, but an angle uh, to wall. And you can like uh, put up like um, stuff on the wall. So the uh, river breaks down like sound panels or even just a blanket or something like that, you know? so. That'll be like another thing to do, and uh, put your microphone at an angle too. <laughs> so um, you can like play with that and see like how it sounds best. Um, so a lot of people when they're setting up like their um, their their music stuff at home, they like go around and uh, get a mirror and they they're, they're like putting the mirror at different angles at the walls and seeing like where they can see their their speakers. So you can do the same thing with the with a microphone or when you're talking, like so you know like where it's uh, moving around. And another thing I'd say is. Um, please uh, put the microphone as near as possible to your mouth. Um, if you don't want it to be in screen, get a condenser microphone. If you want it to be in screen, get a dynamic microphone, but keep it as close as possible, but not too close because of the proximity effect. Cause that sounds like uh, really too prominent if you're like too close to the microphone. So like that's the tip on the microphone and uh, yeah, try it out, get a good audio interface. If you you're into that or yeah, so that's, that's about all on audio. And on the video side, I'd say get a good camera, don't use a webcam, don't use, uh, don't use like a smartphone. Those have tiny sensors and when the light gets worse, they're like really, really grainy. Use a use cheap DSLR, you can get a used Canon SL1 or it was also called the 100D for 130 euros. I just saw that um, yesterday. Yeah. So that's, uh, it, is, it, has, it has to have um, continuous autofocus and movie mode, then you're good to go. You can connect that to USB cable if you want to and you have the best webcam ever. So that's like uh, the tip on. What model? Um, It's a used Canon SL1, but it does not have clean HDMI out. So if you want to connect it to HDMI, which gives you the ability to use the the camera audio, which I actually do not recommend, but it's uh, at least it's in sync, (laughs) you know, so you don't have to like sync it later on by delaying the audio. Um, then get the Canon SL1. And if you have the budget, get the Canon SL3. And today I just got a Canon M200 in, which is uh, um, about 400 to $450, um, something like that. And it's like a mirrorless camera, but the mirrorless tend to overheat a lot faster. So that's the tip on cameras. Get a, get a camera with a big sensor so you won't have problems with uh, low light and get a fixed focal length with it. So you can like open that up and you will have no problems with low light at all. And on the light, get the biggest light possible so the shadows will be as soft as possible. Unless you want to look look really manly, then get a small light source because that will (laughs) accentuate your face. Okay. Don't get a ring light.
1: So <laughs> this is all fantastic advice, by the way. We're going to make sure that we write all this up. Um, so if people want to uh, you know, get in touch with you, want to connect with you, Mark, what are the best places for them to do
2: that? Yeah, so you can find me at um, www.content-creation-studio-setup.com. So it's contentcreationstudiosetup.com with a minus sign in between. And uh, if you go to go there and uh, do a backslash and uh, write checklist, so contentcreationstudiosetup.com, Backslash checklist you can get like a checklist which you can download and print out you can write down a checklist of your video studio um, So you can um, like know you know, like uh, what you got to buy and what's missing so you can like um, put that out if you want to at home So that's the best way to keep in touch with me And if you're on Facebook, you can like um, friend request me if you want to I don't know if that was just uh, You could if you want to so it's um, it's on Facebook. Just look for my name mark Daniel Muhlberger. And um, yeah, so that's that's the best way to keep in touch with me at the moment
3: Awesome.
1: Fantastic. This is, this is, I mean, just great information. I think, I mean, hopefully it gives people, uh, you know, just, uh, it empowers them. I think to, you know, help them pick the right microphone for live streaming. There's a lot of options, you know, as Jem and I mentioned at the beginning, there's so many options that you have to, you know, look at and you have to consider. I mean, just, you know, the key thing obviously is to get started and get started. Meaning I build a live video strategy and, I honestly tell myself this is actually what I want to create and then I get the right equipment to help me do that. Um, so you know, that's what I mean when I say get started, don't just go and buy the equipment, make sure you have, Sound plan. Anything else you want to add? No, Jim? I
3: think this has been a great episode, Mark. You you brought a lot of value to our listeners and our viewers. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this because you you brought up a bunch of great equipment, and especially with uh, at the time we're recording this, uh, Black Friday coming up, I might have to put some stuff on my uh, on my Christmas uh, wish list because uh, definitely some some things worth uh, checking out into a lot more detail. Uh, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Marcus. This, this has been great.
2: Thanks for having me on the show. Um, thank you so much. you are really honored to be here. here. Okay.
1: So I want to thank everybody for joining us. This is episode 38 of the Launch Your Life podcast, where we discussed how to pick the right microphone. Notice I didn't say best microphone for live streaming with Mark Mulberger because as you know, there are a lot of types of microphones that you need to consider, but it also comes down to what you're going to do with it. If you're going to be recording a course or conducting interviews or you want to play some musical instruments and and we realize that a lot of people are virtual now and it still comes down to the same thing. Get the right equipment and find a nice space to do that in. So uh, for those of you who want to learn more about all the topics that we discuss? go to launcher.live slash EP38. And remember, if you need help with your live streaming, contact us for a consultation by messaging us on our Facebook page at launch your live. We'll see you all on a future episode. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Bye, everyone.
0: We appreciate you joining us So until next time, keep going live.